Welcome, everyone, to episode 69 of Casting the Net. Today's episode is on the sacrament of marriage, and they go into a lot of detail here today talking about the fact that it is a sacrament and how simple acts of great love really matter. And at the end of the day, that's partially what marriage is all about. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode of Casting the Net. See you next week. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends, we're back. You out of Father Dave and Rick. Thank you for taking time again to join us in the conversation that we continue to have about our faith impacting daily living. Mm. And Rick, I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited. Probably should have done a teaser last week about the sacrament that's in store today as we work our way through the seven sacraments that Jesus has given to us. And we we have spent extended time on a couple of them. But this episode will be focused on the sacrament of marriage. Mm. And I I think I'm just going to sit back. (laughs) I'm going to... I'm just going to relax, and I'm going to have to you give me a little tutorial and instruction on what <laughs> what marriage is. I'm not sure that we had a I'm not sure that we had a full and robust study of the theology of marriage in the seminary. <laughs> well, yeah, the KG uh, the KG veteran here, right? Yeah. Ten ten years. <laughs> no, it's um, it just when I when I think about the sacrament of marriage, I. It's a little depressing that this is my reaction, but my, my, my first reaction is always, geez, it's kind of sad that more people don't understand that they've received a sacrament when they've, mm. when they've married mm. Mm. and just all that that entails and all that comes with it. Um, yeah. Let, let's frame this first sure. this way. Um, we hold to be true that Jesus himself established marriage as a sacrament. Mm-hmm. So this is not some invention of the church independent of Christ or by right. a charismatic figure or a leader of the church, right. but that this is one of the seven events, if we, if that's a word that I use a lot to describe a sacrament, in, in contrast to some thing that you receive, mm-hmm. it's someone, someone you whom receive. you meet, right. right? Whom you meet, Christ the Lord. So that marriage is exalted. It's exalted. And that can be very convoluted in the society in which we live because yeah. there's really there's two levels of marriage, if you will. There's a civil recognition of a contract between two people. It's not a covenant. It can be entered into and broken. It can mm-hmm. be entered into and broken at almost the same, the same yeah, day. The sure. state has no interest in the uh, – uh, no strong interest mm-hmm. in, the, in the stability uh, the permanence of marriage at all, mm-hmm. um, and finds um, all sorts of uh, reasons why it should be uh, ended, and which is which is foolish, incidentally, because of the because of the great good that marriage sure. offers a society. Sure. But that that's another conversation sure. for another day. Yeah, I mean, it creates all sorts of levels of instability. Yeah, but you have the state, so the government regulates marriage civilly, mm-hmm. right, and the church herself. She holds that marriage is a sacrament and therefore the proper one to regulate 
marriage is not the state, not but the, state. the church herself. And it's the church who decides when a marriage begins and if it's authentic and genuine. Yeah. So those are <clears throat> it's convoluted. I I I acknowledge that in the yeah. world in which we live. Yeah. Uh, but a sacrament established by Christ, um, it, it, a few different ways, or at least we, we find uh, we find biblical evidence to support the idea that it's a sacrament. I mean, Christ's teachings about marriage in Matthew 19 and in mm. Mark 10, mm. his the fact that his uh, his first miracle occurs yeah. at a wedding has, has yeah. some role in it. Yeah. But most fundamentally and most primarily, it's um, it's <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> it's um. It's Christ giving Himself to yeah, the church. It's, right. it's simply the the action, the act of His life, the great yeah. act of His life. Right. Um, I have a good friend who is a pretty liberal Protestant who once told me she she hates going to weddings hmm. because there's a better than average chance that she's going to hear Ephesians five as as one of the readings. You huh. know, uh, wives, be obedient to your husbands. Yeah, I, I, in my experience, and, that is not a. Well, a frequent selection, but oh, really? No, okay. for sure. All right. Well, she, like I said, she's a she okay. Protestant, so different, different, uh, yeah, you know, liturgical um, offering, you know. maybe. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I would be more sympathetic to her complaint if that was the end of the passage, but it, but it's not. Oh. I mean, how does it end? Husbands, be love your wives as Christ as loved, Christ as Christ loved, loved the church. The church, and how does Christ love the church? He dies. <laughs> right. Right. So there, it's it's not a it's not a political power struggle yeah it's not it's not a dictatorship yeah it's 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 a basic paul is basically saying in his you know pre-modern phraseology there's a mutual submission going on yeah that's right yeah i was just thinking i don't i can't remember the couple who told me this but i remember what they told me they were married in a different diocese mm-hmm. and the priest began their uh his homily at their wedding mass with Today you die. <laughs> I would never. Do you, I, say, I do would you have, never do that. Do you have the guts to? to I begin? don't. Oh. I don't. I, I couldn't do that. I mean, it would. Um, he did after after the plane was plummeting. He did pull it up. That's hilarious. <laughs> but that's oh what gosh. we're. That's that's what is at the heart of the sacrament, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Rick? Yeah, I mean, mutual. you're living that sacrament. I'm not. You're living that, and yeah. the 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 grace is given to you each and every day to be um, pressed in such a way that you wish to pour yourself out for your beloved for mm-hmm. her sake. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not always ninety nine percent of the time. It's not going to be the stuff of a stained glass window you know, <laughs> rickling by. <laughs> Bound by his heathen children and bludgeoned with pillows as he serenely recounts the gospel to them. No, uh, it's not going to be the stuff of stained glass windows, and you're probably not going to have a stained glass window made to honor you. Um, in in the sacraments and sacramental theology, we sometimes talk about form and matter. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit of a tangent, but we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get where we're going. I oh, promise. I know, I you, promise will. There's a, there's I know you will. I don't always know the route, but I know you'll get us there. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> We have a fun. We have a fun we trip do. on the way there. We do, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's kind of fancy theological lingo, and and we we talk this way. It's it's a helpful way to analyze what God's trying to do in the sacraments. Mm. The matter of a sacrament is kind of is, is generally the physical stuff that's mm. used in the rite. So for baptism, it's water. 
for Eucharist. It's bread and wine. Um, interestingly, confession doesn't have external matter. It's it's the the um, you know the stuff that's being confessed and mm-hmm. the the feeling of contrition and then the satisfaction. The matter of a sacrament <clears throat> is usually the words that are um, spoken by the minister of the sacrament. So yeah, the the words turn the matter into something more than what mm-hmm. it was. So mm-hmm. when when the minister that they actualize what is yeah. spoken. When the when the minister you know speaks the baptismal formula, the the water is no longer just water. Mm-hmm. For example, interestingly for marriage, um, the man and the woman and the words they utter and the lives and existences they bring to offer one another, that's the form and the matter, because yeah. they're the ministers of the sacrament. Yes. Yeah. The priest or the bishop or the deacon in the Catholic Christian perspective is merely witness to the ministers who are the couple. It is the only sacrament like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, so the promises they're making in themselves, their existences that they're offering one another— like that's the sacrament right there, and that's a really interesting door to enter into to look at some beautiful remarks that John Paul II or beautiful mm. thoughts that John Paul II had about mm. um, human marriage and especially the sexual act, you know, mm. as, as it's found in in human marriage. Um, again, we we've covered this in long form too. Uh, you know, the Trinity, like God's inner life, is a communion of distinct persons. Um, who give all that they have and all that they are to one another, and that creates a, a unity, a oneness. Mm. Um, <clears throat> John Paul II thinks that human love images that. Yes. Right? In, when, a, when a man gives himself to his wife and vice versa, um, a union occurs. And the only, one of the few differences is that you know, love in the Trinity is an actual person. That's a yes. distinct person, the, yes. whole, the, the Holy Spirit. Um, the love between a man and a wife isn't a distinct person, but it brings has the, poten- the potential, the capacity to bring forth a person, yeah. a little person, a yeah. little human being. Yeah. Right? And so what, what John Paul II finds so beautiful about, <clears throat> about human marriage is that our bodies are sacramental. Like, they have the power to make visible the invisible life of God. Mm. What a high bar to, to set for marriage. Yes. I mean, no, no wonder there's a sacrament for it, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, that that's pretty astou- that's a pretty astounding claim. Yeah. Yeah, unquestionably so. And the Lord recognizing that in equipping you and others who have entered into this sacred partnership of love and life mm-hmm. with, with uh, sacramental grace. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's as beautiful as it is to reflect on. It's, it's actually more than that. I mean, it's, it, it is, it is an image of God's eternal life. You know, the, the union between a man and a woman, mm. it's also preparing us for entrance into the divine yeah. life. You yeah. know, I mean, that's, that's my job as a husband now is to help my wife and my kids get to heaven. Mm. And that's her job as well. Um, it's, it's like preparation basically, yeah. but in order for, in order for a marriage to be adequate preparation for eternal life, like the, the model has to accurately represent or, or imitate the prototype. Yes. Right. And so um, that, that recasts sexual ethics in, a, in an entirely different way. Sure it does. Like it's no longer just, uh, as, as we talked about when, we, when we've discussed morality, it's no longer a matter of like, you know, checking do's and don'ts boxes. 
it can kind of be boiled down to the simple question, like, does this action incarnate God's love? Mm. Does it incarnate God's life? Mm. Mm. And if not, then I don't want anything to do with it. That's right. I was speaking with a couple this week preparing for marriage. Kind of interested in your take on this. Mm. And and there there was a context that I I won't set for the, the conversation. I'll just cut to the to the gist of the conversation. And I was speaking to them about, um, you want to reduce the gap between the two of you in marriage. Mm -hmm. You want to reduce that gap and you want to do it with such a ferocity of love Mm -hmm. that you don't let anything into the gap between the two of you. Yeah. Anything that threatens in any way, shape or form, because it is so inviolate. Mm -hmm what you are entering into mm. that you dare not do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thoughts about that. Yeah. I mean the, the, the communion we've been talking about in the John Paul, II generally, I mean, what, what he's generally talking about is, is a sexual communion, but it's, it's easy to, um, to broaden that to, to other facets, facets of life, like really simple things. Um, you know, a minute ago I was talking about how most, most of what, what you do to, um, to, to manifest God's love in your marriage isn't going to be very flashy. Like something as simple as, you know, he's having a hard day. He's on his last nerve. So the missus throws the four kids in the van and, and just gets them out of the house for the afternoon. You mm. know, mm. just a simple gesture like that. Mm. Like she, she knows how he's feeling. She yes. knows what he needs at that particular moment. Um, and she offers it to him. Second, you know, she doesn't necessarily want to take four kids. It. I mean, anybody who's ever tried to take four kids anywhere knows that's by the, by themselves is not necessarily a desirable uh, endeavor. Yeah. But uh, you know, she does it. She does it for him. Yeah. And so, simple acts, you know, small acts done with great love matter, as, yeah. as Teresa of Calcutta knew. Yeah. And those <clears throat> they matter because they 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 do they close the gap. Yeah. You know they 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 foster. And strengthen communion. You said something earlier also that I find inspiring, and that is the commitment to live my life for my beloved in such a way that I'm trying to get them to heaven or help them reach heaven, and of course the children too. Could you say a little bit more about that? That that is so not of the civil construct, yeah, and of the state idea of marriage, yeah. Um, I'm I'm trying I'm trying not to give like incriminating examples from my <laughs> own marriage. Well, well, we'll call the couple. Um... Yeah, so Joan <laughs> and Steve. <laughs> um, but it's a perspective. It is of the end always in mind. Yeah, even in the midst of the. Yeah. The chaos and the struggle, and the still one end, one eye on the end, and that right. end is the heavenly reward, which, yeah, which which entails, um, you know, more than simply being nice. Yes, you know, nice is not not it, it's gonna it might create a harmonious or not harmonious but conflict free household for a um, moment for yeah temporarily you know uh, if you're living minute to minute a that's brief great reprieve yeah um, but love entails speaking hard truths to people sometimes sure. i mean yeah you, you want to dip the arrow in honey before you shoot it <laughs> but um you know i mean the loving thing to do is to say hey you know I, I don't necessarily think the way you you know issued that consequence to to our our child was 
I think that was I think that was fair. I think you you know you, you could have done better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you do do that sort of thing prudentially. You don't want to sure, of course, show anybody up or um, you know, make anyone look bad. But uh, that's that's it's not an easy conversation to have. But but you know, the love that exists and the graces that the sacrament issues to the recipients of the sacrament you know, throughout the throughout the entirety of their marriage. It isn't just a you know one time thing at the beginning. Yes. Throughout the entire course of the marriage. Yes. Husband and wife are receiving sacraments. Or receiving graces from the sacrament that will help you have those difficult conversations yeah. in love, um, which which foster and strengthen the union. Sure, and to delight even more completely in those consolations that are received, mm-hmm. acknowledging them uh, in their source that is divine. The the grace of the sacrament, the grace of the sacrament. I, I'm I'm moved right now <laughs> in thinking about that. That there was a moment in time when you received the sacrament of marriage and by means of that were infused with a particular grace. That grace, mystical though real, mm-hmm. is not of a finite capacity. So you get 100% the day you're married right. and then, yeah. and you then use it till it's you, gone. you use it till it's gone, yeah. right? Sorry about your luck, it's gone. Yeah. But rather, um, the very presence of Christ is 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 within the relationship that you share with Christina in such a way that his power is always accessible and it's for you to recognize that and to avail yourself of that. Yeah. Did yeah. I say that? Yeah. Accurately? And you did. And they're, um, they're very specific graces. Like this is true of all the sacraments, mm. but for some reason it, 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 um, it stands out for me with, with marriage. Like it's not a generic kind of abstract grace. Like, here you go, do whatever you want with it. Like they're sure. very, very specific graces and very specific gifts and infused virtues yes. that help you love your spouse better. So like, I don't know, the gift of piety, right? Mm. I mean, it's it's a like a special reverence for God's plan. Yes, and with with marriage, that would that would um, that would be you know, in particular God's plan for human sexuality. Yes, you know, um, and yeah, it's it's up to you. It 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 is for me. It's extremely important to know that you're that they're there, like to know what 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 is it that I received in this sacrament, um, and then once I do know what I've got, then I know I'm not just fighting this uphill struggle yeah. like Sisyphus pushing yes. a bull up a yes. up a hill. I mean, it's it's no wonder that uh, in our modern context, marriage is viewed as unrealistic. Yeah, you know, right? Um, it's it's sad to say, but it's true. Given Given the selfishness that prevails, given the um, the popular conception or the popular understanding of what it means to have a satisfying or happy life, yeah, it's no wonder marriage fails as right. often as it does. Right. But with the special, very specific graces of marriage, um, that uphill struggle living in the world we live in seems doable. Yes. And, and it doesn't just seem it. In fact, it is doable. Yes, that's right. And the trials and the tribulations, let's be honest, that are permitted by God in all walks of life, though we're focusing on married life in this moment, those trials and tribulations that are permitted have opportunity to make uh, the victorious moments even sweeter, mm. right? To, mm-hmm. and, and to continue to strive, to navigate through, not so much eliminate trial, but to find my way through. And in this instance, to find our way through. Mm-hmm. That there, and a reminder, friends who are listening, uh, for those of you who have received the gift of 
of, of married love through sacrament, there's a power within you. There's a power within you that is of Christ. And, and pray for that to be unleashed. Pray for that to be recognized. Pray for that to be actualized mm-hmm. in the very, in the very um, um, heart of whatever is causing uh, distress or despondency difficulty or suffering it's there you we don't have to run externally to different places but to turn inwardly mm-hmm. to christ who has pledged <clears throat> through covenant to be present um, for all time mm. within within that married love yeah and then as you as you so often say leaning into it leaning into with it. your spouse yes with your spouse i mean that the uh the counsel that you gave the <clears throat> the the soon to be married couples is, is good you know closing the gap so that you were leaning into it together yeah yeah leaning into it together I'm actually I'm kind of relieved good I didn't want to have malpractice with my comment <laughs> <laughs> not this time around <laughs> we're, we're we're coming up on uh we're coming up on holy orders we'll see are we gonna do an episode <laughs> on holy orders well I mean it wouldn't be is this fair play uh, you're gonna have to carry that one but. <laughs> It wouldn't be the seven sacraments without holy orders. <laughs> That's so. right. That's right. We've got six down. We've got one to go. There's your teaser for the next episode. <laughs> we are so glad that you spent your your time with us. Thank you for joining in the conversation. We're, we're, we're humbled and we're grateful by your presence. And he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. We're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick. And I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.